Welcome to another message from the teaching team at Elevation Church Australia. For more information about our church, service times and locations, visit elevationchurch.com.au. I recall as a child, our cue for leaving a house to go was this, come on Mrs. Mac, we're going to hit the track. And as a family, we would get up and go. You might be at work, you might be at the shops, you might be out and about, you might need to go to the toilet during the service. But go is moving from one place to another. In Mark 16, verse 15, it's our key verse for, the, for this series. Go into all the world and preach the gospel to all creation. And I believe that is what God is wanting us to do, to go, to move from one place to another, to move out of our comfort to a place of discomfort, to move from self-focus to kingdom focus. I recall that year with my word for the year being go. I recall that's what God was asking of me, to get out of my comfort and engage and do different things when opportunities arose that I may not usually do. I recall that year I changed my role from working in childcare to chaplaincy. That year, Elevation Pantry was launched. Her tribe, Mandra, was launched. I took on more study. I went on a high ropes course and also did rock climbing. And if you know me, I do not like heights. I still do not like heights, but I went out of my comfort and did it. I recall that year I met new people that I hadn't expected to meet. And for me, it was a year of no excuses. It was a year of go. Maybe your go looks different to what my year was, but I believe that God wants us to move from one place to another in our walk with him because we can't stay where we are. Why? Because there is a city that needs to know Jesus Christ. There is a friend that needs to know God. There is a wife that needs to know God. There's a local community that needs to know about Jesus. There is a state that needs to know about Jesus Christ. There is a nation called Australia that is searching. And as Christians, we have the answer. And who is it? It is Jesus Christ. Have a look up at the screen right now, and I would love to show you an image. Um, You may not realise, but um, we are part of a bigger movement called INC, which was formerly known as Christian Outreach Centre. And 49 years ago, our movement was birthed, our movement was launched, and the mantle or the mantra for Christian Outreach Centre was Australia for Christ. And do you know what? You may not realise it, but that's who you are a part of. You are, it's in your DNA. When you join the Elevation family, you're joining INC. And it's in us that Australia is for Christ. That's what we believe, that Mandra for Christ. Perth for Christ. WA for Christ. Australia for Christ. As a church, Elevation We believe that we will multiply healthy churches. We believe that thriving local churches are what our community needs. And the most effective way of reaching our community with Jesus is through the multiplication of healthy churches. So how do we multiply healthy churches? How do we reach Australia for Christ? Through going 
and evangelizing. So point number one for today, very simple, is go and spread the gospel. 2 Timothy 4 verse 5 says this, But you be sober in all things, endure hardship, and do the work of an evangelist, fulfill your ministry. Paul is calling Timothy, I guess his intern, his up and coming, to do the work of an evangelist. Now, to be to do the work of an evangelist isn't for the gifted or for the ones that are extrovert or great with people. The work of the evangelist is for all. It is for all Christians to go and spread the gospel. Um, we were at conference um, in the school holidays, and it was. Um, I went to conference with just such a hunger in my own personal life. I was like, God, you've got to speak to me. You've got to do something afresh in my life. And it was wonderful going because, one, when you go, you don't have to do anything. But I was just like, God, speak to me, speak to my family, and just move. We are at conference, and Ben, our youngest son, had been um, in the kids' ministry um, program for all of it. But the very last night, because after each conference, he'd just be coming home and asking questions of what was happening. And on the very last night, um, he said, Mum, Dad, can I please um, come into the service? I'm like, yes, absolutely, come in the service. And we're at the very, very back row. And beautiful Ben, I'll show you the photo, he just worshipped God. And um, as he was in worship, and um, as a mum, that, that's, for me, that's the most, that's the thing. I want my children to know God, that they will find God's call and purpose. And Ben, hands lifted high, he'd look up at his dad and mimic what his dad was doing. If Marty put his hands down, Ben would put his hands down, or his hands lifted high. But it was the most precious time, and God, I know, know, was speaking to him. But as we got home, back to where we were staying, and we're getting pyjamas on, he's like, Mum, I heard God speak to me tonight. He spoke to me, and this is what he said. Go and spread the good news and praise and worship me. And he wasn't ready to go to bed yet, so as a mum, I'm like, yeah, okay, Ben, tell me more. He got out his notebook, and he said, Mum, I've got to write this Bible verse down, John 3.16. I'm going to write it down, and when I get home, I'm going to photocopy it, and I'm going to give this out to people because they need to hear about Jesus. So I want to encourage us through that story, that through a young child, doesn't matter what age we are, we all have a message to spread. We all have a story to tell. And that's Jesus Christ. And if God can speak to an eight-year-old, if God can speak to a young Vincent in a service, he can speak to you, he can speak to me. Go and spread the good news and praise and worship me. Matthew 9, 37 to 38 says this. And Chris made mention of this this morning at our same page. Then he said to his disciples, The harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Do you know in the Peel region there is about just, I think it's just under 100,000 people that live in the Peel region. 
but through stats, there's about 94,000 people that don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ. That's huge if we think about it. That's 94,000 people that don't yet know Jesus. There's seats in this room that are available and free for people that don't yet know Jesus. And that's why we're praying over them because I know there's a people out there that yet don't know Jesus. Maybe you're in this room today and you don't yet know Jesus. But there will be an opportunity um, that you will get to know him. So the gospel is the good news that Jesus Christ, the Son of God, died for my sins, he died for your sins, he died for all of mankind's sins, and he rose again, and he eternally triumphed over his enemies, so therefore there is no condemnation for those who believe, but only everlasting joy. So how do we go and spread the gospel? How do we share the good news? A, you share what God has done in your life. B, you don't have to have it in any set order. You stop and pray. You say, God, give me a heart for those that yet don't know you. Lord, show me how to see people as you see them. You pray for those opportunities. C, you be his hands and you be his feet. D, you be his mouthpiece. Um, last year we went up, we were up in Perth and we had to duck back through um, to the Apple store because we had to get some AirPods replaced because they were faulty. And when we were in there as a family, um, we were at a massive big table, it's a huge shop, and as we were there at waiting for um, the customer service, um, there was a man sitting at the table and I was like, I feel I should talk to him. And so I just started to engage in conversation. And as we were talking, he, would, he had just moved into the Perth area to start a business in Timber and um, he was asking us what we do and he goes, hmm, I think you guys would like own a vineyard. And I said, well, I guess in a sense we do, but then got to share a little bit more of what we do. And as we were there and we're just talking, he opened up and he, he shared his grandma had just passed away and he needed something to say at the funeral. And I said, hey, I actually know some great verses in the Bible that you could share. And we looked up Psalms and we looked up and talked about some different prayers that he could, he could say. And then as we, he was there, he knew that we were Christians and he goes, oh, my grandma was a Christian. And through that conversation, we exchanged, I gave him Marty's number, um, exchanged phone numbers and talked. And then when we were there and just talking about God, the customer service man came over to us and he'd overheard our conversation. And he heard that we were Christians and then he said that he was a Christian and he lived up in Perth. And then as we were leaving, the man who didn't know God got to then have a conversation with him. And I just want to encourage you that sometimes it's looking for those moments and having those conversations and engaging in conversation with people and planting those small seeds and allowing God to do the rest. Another um, time, especially um, when we had Pastor Nikki, the location pastor, preach this. She's a psychologist and a pastor and who knew that you could do both. But um, what was incredible is the message, and I know that it spoke to a lot of us here. Um, I went back to work that week 
And I just want to encourage you, it's just the simple things. I got to speak to our school psych and I said to him, hey, I just heard a message this weekend and I think you would love it. Could I email it to you? And he's like, yeah, you can. I really would be interested. And from there and him listening to that message over a course of time, we had some conversations after hours um, of just like... um, of that message and how the Bible and the mind and mental health um, go hand in hand. And I just want to encourage you and I that it's just planting those seeds um, of, of the gospel. In Matthew 4 verse 18, it says this, As Jesus was walking beside the Sea of Galilee, he saw two brothers, Simon called Peter and his brother Andrew, and they were casting a net into the lake, for they were fishermen. Come, follow me, Jesus said, and I will send you out to fish for people. At once they left their nets and they followed him. Going on from there, he saw two other brothers, James, son of Zebedee, and his brother John, and they were in a boat with their father Zebedee, preparing their nets. Jesus called them, and immediately they left the boat and their father and followed him. So there's Peter, there's Andrew, there's James, and there's John, brothers. They left immediately and followed God. Sometimes I think we can overthink it. I think sometimes we have that we have to have this big process or a step-by-step order of how we're going to follow Christ. But I feel that sometimes there's just this call of action. Just go. Let's not overthink it. Let's not overcomplicate it. Let's get out of the boat. Let's get out of our comfort. Let's get out of what is familiar and let's go. Point number two is go with boldness. Boldness is a willingness to take risk and act innovately with confidence or courage. Romans 1.16 says this, For I am not ashamed of the gospel, for it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes, to the Jew first and then to the Greek. Romans 10.14 to 15 says this, How then will they call on him in whom they have not believed? And how how are they to believe in him of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone preaching? And how are they to preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who preach the good news. We have a message to tell We have Christ. I'm going to invite my dad, Peter, up now to come and share some stories and why he shares the gospel with others. Dad is a very bold man. All of my life, he has preached the gospel. He has approached people in shopping centres, in food courts. He has spoken with them. He has embarrassed me in the course of it all many times. But he has shared the love of Jesus Christ. And right now, come up, Dad, and um, come and share, which will be awesome. Let's give him a huge clap. Well, good morning. Isn't God good? I think she preached what I want to say. 
Uh, God, as I've been, uh, God, when did you ask me? Yesterday. Last week. My brain doesn't work the same way. The motivation for me has been out of Elijah's uh, words. And he said, how long will you stand between two minds? In other words, how long are you going to wait until we see whether God's real or not? And it was funny because Helen and I were up here in Perth, actually, and uh, we're in a, a restaurant. And as we were there, we were sitting down, and I said, well, God, that scripture was talking to me. And I thought, well, yeah, tell me about someone in this restaurant. Just tell me about someone. And one of the keys of, I guess, reaching people is hearing and acting on the still, small voice that God's on the inside. And he, he spoke to me and he said, as I was looking around, he said, God, show me someone. And there was a man sitting on a table just over there. And I said, well, okay. What do you want to say to him, God? And inside, and I must admit, I did, I, I was shaking in my boots. And I think because we're doing something that's not natural, we're walking in the spirit. And I know it should be very easy to do, but uh, for me at that time it wasn't, and it's still not easy. And as I sat there, I thought, well, God, if you tell me, you know, I'll go and talk to him. So I waited. I don't know whether Helen noticed or not that I was eating extra fast because <laughs> I didn't want to miss out on my food because I had a plan. And the plan was that as, as I took the word to this man, after I'd finished the word, I could race into the toilet and hide. <laughs> Rachel even mentioned toilets this morning. But, you know, as I went over to this man and uh, I, I spoke the word to him and his wife was there, I said, you don't know me, I don't really know you, but I was sitting there and I was praying for you. And as I was praying for you, I felt that God was just saying to me, you're not to retire, but you're to refire." And I raced into the toilet. <laughs> I didn't even give him a chance to come back at me. His wife went over to Helen a little later, before I'd come out of the toilet, <laughs> probably 15 minutes. <laughs> Had to do the eyebrows and put the makeup on. And as, uh, as I was there, as, as the one woman came over to Helen and she said, you know, your husband doesn't know us at all, but the word that he spoke to us, my husband's a pastor. And he's coming to the point where he's going to retire. The word refire has just kindled him again. So thank you. See, our, our words aren't always have to be great and mighty words. We don't even have to feel that we're in control of them. You know, and God is so much bigger than us. Even while we've been here in Mandra, yeah, prayed for the man next door. He's going to come to church eventually. I uh, had to go against a lot of fears, but uh, prayed for him for a blessing. 
I said, yeah, he just got married. I thought, what a perfect opportunity. I might not get another opportunity as good as this. So I said to him, I said, look, would you mind if I just prayed a blessing over your lives? So I did that. What God does with that, that's his business. But I know this man's going to be blessed. And as I was down at the barbers, not, not too long ago, short back and sides, long head lout from Liverpool once. <laughs> but you know, as I was at the barbers and, and sitting in the barber chair and the, the lady was just doing my hair and making me look more beautiful, I said, she said to me, she said, oh, what have you got on this weekend? And I thought, oh, perfect opportunity. We're going to church. Oh, she says, it's been years since I've been to church. I was a little girl. And my, my nana used to take me to church. I said to her, I said, well, you need probably to come back to church. I know a very good church called Elevation. It's just up the road. She said, I know of it. And I said, well, the door will be always open to you. Yeah, and God is so real. As I was, just read one scripture. This is what I felt just that uh, God was speaking to me about going. So if we're in Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 15, as Paul speaking, and he said, a wide door of opportunity has opened to me. A wide door of opportunity has opened to every single person in this room. It's open to me. But he also said, and there are many adversaries or obstacles. And Rachel touched on many of those obstacles that we have to face in ourselves to share the word of God. And one of the major ones is fear. But to be bold, you've got to go against fear. To be bold, you've got to stand up and say, no, God has called me to be a light and not to be in the darkness. And I said to Helen, I wasn't sure whether all the lights were going to be on and whether I was going to be able to read or not. But uh, I said to her, so I found one of those things, you know, you stick on your head. But uh, I, I didn't bring it, but I brought something else. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. This little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. Let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Hey, God bless you. I hand it back to the daughter. Enjoy. I never knew that in my adult life that I would be in church with my dad. (laughs) I never thought it. Thanks for moving up to Mandra. Dad, it's a privilege. (laughs) I need him. (laughs) Thanks, Father. Awesome. Wrapping up. We need to think of evangelism not just a vehicle for salvation, but also how we worship God through obedience. 
let's do a heart check. What do we talk about with people? Where does your conversation lead to? Are your words directing people to Christ? Are your actions directing people to him? The hardest part of evangelism or even speaking about it is wondering what dad touched on is where do we start? Here's some practical thoughts. Be prayerful. God, what do you want me to say to that person? What part of my story can bring encouragement to them? Be patient. It may not happen immediately. Do you know what? If you have a genuine love for a person and believe that they're going to come to know him, be persistent. Be patient with them. Don't be forceful. Avoid overly Christian language. And when you talk with them, talk about what God has done in your life. A person needs to know what they're getting saved from and getting saved into. So right now I'm going to invite the drums up today. Here we go. Remember, the spreading the gospel is not an obligation, it is a privilege. If you think about your life here today and think about where God has taken you and what he has saved you from, why would we not spread the gospel? Why would we not share the truth? Going back to Matthew, um, as Andrew and Peter and James and John, they were all fishermen. Could I have my fishing rod? I found a trusty fishing rod at the back of the church. It was Ben's. It broke. But I want to encourage us that we are not just fishing for fish. You might think you're retired and sitting on the beach and just fishing for fish. But God wants us to fish for people because God has called us to be fishers of men. You and I are called to be fishers of men. I know I don't do a lot of fishing, but I do know that it requires patience. I do know that it requires getting your hands dirty with worms or fish on them. Maybe you're going to have to go into situations or places that feel a little bit dirty or not in your normal sphere of life. I know that fishing requires dedication and it requires us not to give up. It requires us to go. And I'm going to say this out to us right now. And as the drums play, we're going to repeat this five times. Tobin, five times. I am called to go. I'm going to say it again. So let's stand up, church. I am called to go. Let's say it. Are we ready? I am called to go. fisher of men. I am a fisher of men. What are we? I am a fisher of men. Let's go. Are we ready, Zaid? Our drama boy today. I am a fisher of men. I am a fisher of men. I am a fisher of men. And right now, we're going to go into a song. 
And it's a song that says, For God so loved the world that he gave us. And as we sing this song, church, those mantras, those things that we just shared, I pray that we go with boldness and I pray that we get out of our comfort and I pray that we don't give up on a people because why a people need Jesus and we have the answer. And as we sing this song today and maybe you feel that you need to step out in boldness, I want to encourage you to come down the front and step out in boldness. If we can't even leave our seat, how will we step out into the world? And I want to encourage us sometimes just doing something out of the norm, stepping out in boldness. Maybe you're just scared or you've got fear and I want you to come out to break off that fear because I believe that God's going to shift something because as we step out, God has a heart for people. So this song, as we go, thank you, band, if you can lead us right now. Here we go into that chorus. Thank you. Thank you.